so welcome to episode 21 of the Cosmic Pirate Podcast, Cindy and Roger. Hello. Hey. How you doing? How you all doing tonight? Uh, well, this afternoon I'm doing pretty good. I don't know about tonight. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> I'll let you know later. Shall we try that again? <laughs> if we must. Because I, because I just welcomed you two to the 21st episode, uh, episode of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode 21 of the Cosmic Pirate Podcast. We have Cindy and Roger joining us. How are you guys doing today? Okay. Great. We're, uh, we were trying this last night and uh, something we had technical difficulties. So we're going to do a revamp of what we were going to try last night, which is news. We have uh, Cindy uh, joining us with her wacky picks for 08 news and roger's got his picks for the past week or so in 09 news and i've got a couple of uh interesting news items and a few sad ones to uh share with you by the way happy new year's everybody we did not wish happy new year's to people last episode so happy new year's hope everybody's got a good start going to 09 and without further ado let's get right into it who wants to go first cindy raj raj cindy me Let's start uh, with Cindy. Give us a I've, wacko one. I've got a good one. It's the Darwin Award for 2008. Uh, balloon Priest wins 2008 Darwin Award. Uh, a priest who died after floating out to sea while holding 1,000 balloons has won the 2008 Darwin Award. The annual prize honors individuals who remove themselves from the human gene pool by dying in ridiculous fashion. Jeez. Was he in trying a- to soar to heaven? Well... I don't know. Let's finish the article. See what it says. Uh, I will cease interrupting. Uh, Yeah. In April, Catholic priest Adelier Antonio de Carli attempted to set the record for clustered balloon flight in a bid to publicize plans to build a spiritual rest stop for truckers. Oh, God. (laughs) So I guess the answer to your question was no. He was trying to raise money? He was trying to set the record for a balloon flight. In a bid to publicize plans to build a spiritual rest stop for truckers. So oh, I don't know oh, if that's... Oh, that's okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, just to publicize. Oh, jeez. Spiritual truck stop. Hmm. Yeah, spiritual truck stop for truckers. Well, I guess for who... I mean, who else would it be for? Right? No, well, truck stops uh, aren't trucking, just for truckers. Trucking says, for God? It says well, a spiritual, a truck spiritual stop, rest stop. Oh, a rest stop. Okay. Spiritual okay. rest stop for truckers, it said, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. Trucking for God. <laughs> trucking for God. <clears throat> While in flight, a change in wind direction blew the priest over open waters. Despite taking a survival kit, including a phone, GPS locator, and a survival suit, rescue teams were unable to find him, and he did not know how to work the GPS. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> you think you would uh, check that before you leave? Note to self. Learn and test all instruments before <laughs> before taking a loft in... How many balloons did he have? 1,000. 1,000 helium balloons. That's a lot of helium balloons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then it just ends by saying, DeCarly was also the recipient of a double Darwin Award since Catholic priests, whose vow of celibacy <coughs> removes them from the gene pool, were handed a collective prize. So he, he got the double award. Wait, what was the double award for? Because he's a priest and his vow of celibacy automatically removes him oh, from the gene yeah. pool. <laughs> So he, right. he's not, he's now doubly removed from the gene pool. So we're safe. Oh, we're we're oh. very safe. Mm-hmm. Did he fall down into the water and die? They just lost track of him. Yeah. Well, eventually he had a fall. I would think so. I mean, yeah. What was he sitting in something, or how did he, how was he attached to these balloons? I wonder. Uh, there is a picture, but it it doesn't have a picture of him. Just balloons. 
Oh, yeah. Well, there was a guy that used to do that all the time, and uh, he had a, a lawn chair. Right. He tied all the uh, <laughs> balloons to his lawn chair. And he had big balloons, too, and he would go up with a BB gun so he could shoot them down. Yeah. Right? So that's how he would land. Right. We'll see. He, would shoot one, he would shoot one balloon at a time, and, and it would slowly lose altitude. But, but his tether came unconnected, and he drifted into uh, airspace of a local airport. Nice. He was like, what, it's six, 16,000 feet up in the air or something, this guy was. <laughs> in his lawn chair with like a six-pack. And he had, a, he had some <laughs> sort of flight pack, suit of on. With a six-pack, of course. Yeah. He had some sort of flight suit on with a helmet and everything. <laughs> but he got so high up. He got so high up, he was afraid to start shooting the balloons out because he didn't know where he would come down. So he just, like, kept going. And uh, I'm not sure how the hell they got him down. Must be a, a helicopter or something got him? I don't know. They probably had a BB gun and shot him down. He didn't think about that. Oh, how am I going to get down? Um, hey, Roger, what do you have for 09 Wackies? Okay, let's see. A man in a black leather mask used a sex toy to belt a woman about the head before tying her dog to a tree until it choked to death. <laughs> tying her dog to a tree? Yes. Why was he beating her up so he could tie her dog up? Um, well, let me... Did I miss something there? Let me continue the story. Oh, okay. Hmm, it's the second time you've been told that today. Okay, there's a guy, Sean Michael Burke from Mount Pleasant. It doesn't say what state, but anyway... 20-year-old woman broke into a... Oh, and a 21-year-old woman broke into a house at 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, the mother, together with her 19-year-old son who witnessed the event... Oh, I'm skipping right over something here. Ah, Burke allegedly assaulted the woman about the face and head with a dildo, leaving her with bruising <laughs> and small bumps to the face. That's actually not really funny. We shouldn't be laughing at that, but it's hysterical. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Except the part about the dog. The mother, together yeah, with a 19-year-old son who witnessed the event, then escaped the home. Burke and his female co-accused and allegedly took the family dog, Alasa Apsu, to a nearby park where they taped the animal to a tree, causing it to choke to death. Oh. Police charged the pair with robbery with violence, willful killing of an animal, and entering a dwelling with intent. Hmm. Two of the charges carry a maximum penalty of imprisonment. I mean... Now, what, Why would they choose the, uh, a, a dildo as a weapon? <laughs> How big was it? Apparently, it must have been big. If Apparently, it was big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to get some good leverage to swing one of the, swing something. You're not going to use something short to... to uh, did they buy this just for that purpose, or did they kind of have it around? <laughs> it doesn't say. Was it hers? Were they beating her with her own dildo, or did they bring this? Uh, apparently, they brought it, because uh, somewhere I read that it was wrapped in duct tape. Jesus. I never know when maybe you're going to need one of those, I guess. Maybe they take two together to make it longer. I wonder if it was a double-ended one or if it was just straight. Or just the uh, one. I don't know. You'd have to do yeah. a little research to find out. <laughs> Why don't you uh, follow up on no, that, Drew, no, and let I us know I'm next not, time. I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that should be murder for the dog instead of just, like, unlawful killing or whatever yeah, it was? Well, unfortunately, unlawful uh, they don't charge murder for animals, unfortunately. Huh. Huh. Mansla animal slaughter. Well, speaking right? of uh, killing animals, on a serious note, there was somebody right here in the Tampa area that was arrested for shooting a bald eagle. Shot and killed a bald oh, eagle. Really? 
Ooh, that's not good. It's up to you know, he's going to get up to a year in jail, and I think it's like three thousand dollar fine. Should be more than that. Those are endangered species. That's an endangered species, right? Yeah. So. I believe so. That's yeah. why he's getting the fine because it's endangered. The majestic There's, eagle. I think it's yeah. the golden eagle is the other one that's uh, protected down here. Okay. All right. On uh, on the note of death, we have a bit of sad news to report uh, this week. The passing of Ricardo Montalban on January 14th of this year. Uh, he died at 88 uh, due to complications of old age. You guys remember Ricardo Montalban, right? He was the Mr. Rourke on Fantasy Island. Of course, and, yes. And, uh, yeah. Sure. Classic. Classic. I really like. Oh, he him. was good on the uh, Star Trek movies, too. Oh, that's right. He, he played Khan. Yeah. On The Wrath of Khan. And then also, uh, well, there was an early episode of the actual TV show that he uh, aired on first as Khan. And they brought him back for yeah, that th- movie. He was on a couple of the movies, I think. Yeah. Really, really a class act. Quite a character. Yep. Um, anyway, so Ricardo Montalban uh, gone at 88. Uh, and also, uh, same day, Patrick McGowan. He played on The Secret Agent and The Prisoner. Uh, 70s era uh, British TV shows that I think aired in, in the States on ABC or whatever it was. But, uh, yep, so two down. Anyway, uh, Cindy, what do you got from 08 again? Anything wacky there? Any more wackies? Man dodges assault charge for breaking wind. <laughs> uh, a, man, a man in West Virginia has dodged assault charges for breaking wind at a policeman. <laughs> Jose Cruz of Clarksburg had been taken to a police station after falling, I'm sorry, failing a roadside breath test. <laughs> but his ass didn't fail. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. According to police papers, Cruz, quote, lifted his leg and passed gas loudly. The gas was very odorous and created contact of an insulting and provoking nature, end quote. (laughs) Odorous. Malodorous intent. (laughs) Trying to cripple an officer with stench. Bodily fumes. Would you call that bodily assault? (laughs) With a bodily weapon. <laughs> bodily weapon. Cruz, who faces four road charges, commented, quote, I couldn't hold it no more. Now I could be facing time. <laughs> Magistrate Jack Pauley later signed a motion to dismiss the charge. So he got off on that, luckily. But didn't the cop have something to say about that, too? Yeah, I think the cop had a lot to say about it. I'm sure he did. <laughs> They didn't have a comment there in the paper, in the uh, report? No, I don't think so. Were, was this indoors or outside? Because you think it could dissipate more outside. It was in the, like were, no, it was in the police station. Oh, yeah, that's bad news. Be letting one letting a bomb fly in there. You're asking for trouble. <laughs> you can see that on an episode, like, episode of Cops or something, right? Escorting the guy through. Eh, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Assaulting an officer. One more charge to add to the list. Oh, God. Charged with assault with a deadly anus. (laughs) You have uh, (laughs) volatile gases. Um, I figured the fart story would be popular. Oh, yeah. Nobody light a match. Yeah, farts are always popular with us. Local precinct exploded today after a man's fart ignited. Uh, Raj, what you got for uh, 09 Wacky? Okay, well, this one goes uh, 
well, I wouldn't say similar, but along the same lines, kind of, of my last story. And, of course, this one comes from Florida. Oh, and I just lost it. Here we go. Spring Hills, Florida. A woman was arrested after sheriff's deputies say she tried to steal two bottles of KY warming gel from a public store in Spring Hill. <laughs> Marie Peterson, 60, was supposed was stopped by a loss prevention officer as she exited the store on December 30th. The officer found... Loss prevention officer. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a security guard. Yeah. The officer found two <laughs> bottles of KY warming gel in her purse, according to the, uh, the offense report. What the hell is warming gel? Haven't you seen the commercials? Peterson told deputies she didn't remember putting the items in her purse because she suffers from a mental illness. Yeah, I'm sure if you're stealing uh, KY jelly from the store, yeah, you've got a mental illness, all right. I, su- I suffer from, I forgot I stole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was sent to jail. Uh, bond was set at $250. That's some expensive <laughs> KY. Yeah, right? Oh, man, just pay for it. If you get caught, it's always more expensive than the shit it costs in the first place. Warming gel. Yeah. Uh-oh. He's thinking about it now. Yeah, I know. Speaking of stores, uh, Steve Carell is buying or has purchased a general store in uh, Massachusetts. And it took him a while, too, because uh, the previous owners wanted to be sure of his intentions. They didn't want to just sell their beloved store to, a, to someone who was just going to maybe tear it down and change it into some sort of, you know, hot shot, big star, uh, you know, mansion or something like that. And, in fact, he's going to keep the store operating, and uh, it's going to be run by his sister-in-law, I believe. I could be mistaken. But um, he also plans to work there, stocking shelves or at the register, you know, as his services are needed from time to time. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. He wanted to preserve a bit of Americana, you know? That's what he said in the report. Neat stuff. Yeah, better than having it changed over to a quickie mart, you know? Right. Where they could just sell the hot, warming KY gel for a cookie. I, I don't think they sell that stuff. Oh, in there. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad, Drew. Yeah, I know. They're always bad. Uh, we're not drinking enough. That's why we're not drinking <laughs> enough. <laughs> you so, let uh, that slip, didn't you? So, uh, Cindy, what do you got? Anything? Anything else over there? Oh, I have lots of stuff. Lay it on us. Man powers iPod with vegetables. Oh, cool. How does he do that? A man has used energy drinks and vegetables to power his iPod without causing damage to the environment. Owen Lewis, Hmm. 21, dug two holes into an onion, poured in the drink, then placed his USB cable in the food for an hour, reports Metro. I was watching TV with my laptop on and my iPod playing and thought, how much electricity must I be using? A friend showed me the experiment as a laugh, then I thought it would be a great thing. So I tried it, and now I do it every day. So he, so let me get this straight. He made an energy drink out of carrots. No, no. He, uh, he dug two holes in an onion. Right. Poured, poured in an energy drink. Oh, oh, an energy drink, okay. Okay, and then placed his USB cable <laughs> in there. I've actually seen a video on YouTube for that. Well, you could put a... I I didn't realize it actually works. I thought it was a crock. Are you sure it's not a crock? How would that work? What's conducting? 
Uh, physics lecturer. The electrolytes. Physics lecturer Phil Stubbles revealed that almost all vegetables mixed with energy drinks could power an iPod because of the mixture of ions. But how do you just jam a USB cable, and how does it find the right? I mean, the USB cable has multiple. You got to be shorting something out. What's it grounding to? I don't know. <coughs> I wouldn't try it, you know? That's one of those things. Do not try it. Well, it's grounding itself back through the cable again. Yeah, but I mean, you've got other cables on there for, oh, I don't know. Maybe they're not in use. Maybe there's only two that are in use when you're using it for power. The, phys- the physics lecture also noted that the only problem you have is there's no real control over how long it may work for, and it can be a bit smelly. <laughs> Yeah, and I imagine it does a number on your cables, too. Yeah. I would think well, so. that's interesting. You might want to make sure you have a spare cable to do that with. I wonder if I could power one of them. I wonder what the uh, the voltage is and the amperage. It can't be more than a little bit. I guess it depends on the size of your onion. <laughs> <laughs> Get a big onion. Um. Speaking of lemon, there isn't there a way to make a battery out of a lemon by sticking like a, a, a dime in one end and a penny in the other end? Connecting electrodes I'm pretty sure, to those yeah. and it creates a battery. Uh, it creates a charge. It, it develops a charge in that onion. I mean, not in the onion, but in the, uh, what did I say, lemon, right? Yeah. The lemon battery. <clears throat> did you guys know about that? It's a reaction between the copper and the zinc and the uh, acid and the lemon. Yeah. We should do a, we should do an ancient mysteries uh, podcast one day because did you ever hear about that battery that was found in like ancient Egypt? They found like a pottery battery. There was like a, a. Uh... Oh yeah, MythBusters uh, did that. Oh, they covered that. Yeah. It was a. And uh, they found that it does work. It was a clay vessel with a copper rod in the middle or something, right? And and they figured it must mm-hmm. have been filled with a, with something, uh, some kind of material. Acid. acid or something outside that would cr- create a develop a charge. I mean, I mean, who the hell thought about that way back then? I don't know who we, it was. We thought but Edison was did. cool, you know. There must have been like a ancient Egyptian Edison work going to town there in his little pyramid or something. Sure. You know. In his little pyramid, he says. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> what the hell? There must have been a few smart people back then. Yeah. There must have been. Yeah, like the ones that built the pyramids. Well, I'm not... I mean, obviously, there were smart people in, at, at, in, in all all periods of time that were more advanced than the other... Sure. Uh, ...the regular folk. Right? Yes, definitely. Now, are we on to Roger again? My yes. turn? Yeah. Oh, well, we don't want to cover the dildo man again. Let's see what else I have here. <laughs> well, here's an interesting one. It happened in Hammond, Indiana. The ten-year-old boy stuck his tongue to the flagpole there oh. and got oh, stuck. No. Oh yeah. But the uh, that, the strange thing about that. this is they did that in the uh, movie A Christmas Story, right? And that story was based on Ham, you know, Hammond, Indiana was what he used as his uh, reference for that movie. Oh right. really? Right. It was so in Indiana. Funny. I remember that. Yeah, I, I guess the guy that wrote it grew up in Hammond. I'm not sure, but. That town is what he used to create his story. And then hmm. this happens in Hammond, Indiana. The kid gets his tongue stuck to the flagpole. Oh. They called for Gosh. help, but before the uh, 
help arrived, the kid managed to rip his tongue off the uh, flagpole. <gasps> Did he rip skin off his tongue? Uh, yes, as police say, ambulance personnel explained to the boy's mother how to care for his bleeding tongue. Oh, aren't you supposed to like just like breathe, like <gasps> and maybe heat up your? After a while, your you know yeah, it might like, be a long while. That's a big uh, piece of metal to uh, heat up. That's yeah, true. you know you would probably have to get some warm water. You know what? This is uh, this is bringing back some trauma oh. because I had a similar incident when I was oh. a child. I'm getting the chills. The, the heebie-jeebies <laughs> over here. I'm like that tweezing in my elbow. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. What when was I, that uh, experience there? Uh, when when I was about uh, ten, I I did the same thing to our uh, large freezer. I I felt oh. the need to st- stick my tongue on one of the shelves. <laughs> oh. Did you rip anything? Well, I'm standing there, and there's nobody around, and uh, it was stuck, and I couldn't move. <laughs> sure, it's funny now. Uh, <laughs> oh my! I'm, I'm I would have like, thought it was funny like, then too. I'm getting the twins, I'm sure you, you know? did, but I would. <laughs> I'm standing there, and nobody's around. My mom's upstairs. Nobody can hear me. I'm trying to yell, but it's not easy to yell when your tongue is stuck to a freezer. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, oh. like, like the kid in the story, I just like yanked it off, and I had oh. a bleeding tongue. <laughs> oh, algae! Did you put oh, a bandage that... on it, like in the movie? Uh, no, I don't think so. But uh, that was Yikes. yeah. Ouch. Roger, how did? Oh, why did you have to bring up that horrible memory? <laughs> oh, uh, I got the heebie-jeebies up. That, that is bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Hmm. So that was it, Raj? Yeah, that, that was it for that story, yeah. Okay. Did you guys hear about the Airbus crash landing in the Hudson River uh, oh, on yeah. Thursday? How oh, sure. That was crazy. That's... And apparently the pilot, uh, you know, stayed calm and collected and made that lickety-split decision of where to put down. And I think he actually aimed into the wind as an aid to slow the airplane down uh, before it hit the water and kept the nose way up so he could... You know, come in a little smoother than because apparently hitting water with a plane is like hitting they're just coming down in concrete or something. It's just oh yeah, right. and just break the plane up if you're if you hit it the wrong way. But that's amazing. And you got they had a picture of it. You could see all the people standing on the wings and and they had those big inflatable things coming out the doors, the front doors. And then I think it actually floated down downtown, and they have it. Like docked at one of the piers. Well, they they towed it to uh, the Circle Line Pier. Okay. Where the Circle Line tour boats come out of, they towed it there. I mean, the fact that there's no major injuries, mm. no fatalities, and the plane did not break up. I mean, that pilot was amazing. Oh, yeah. They say well, he's a, uh, a former fighter pilot, and that's the reason why he was able to stay so calm. In that wow. situation. You know, when you think about how populated that area is, and if he would not have landed it there, I guess he was also thinking he could have made it to some nearby airport in New Jersey or something. Yeah, Teterboro. Right, right. And that's where but he I was mean, originally going for. And I lived over there, and I, I can tell you that's a small airport. But there's no place, you know, you land a plane like that in that area. You know, I mean, emergency yeah. landing. Yeah. I you mean, it's, a, it's amazing. 
but at least his, at least there he'd have a, a, a decent length runway to get the plane landed somewhere and maybe run into the woods, but but not uh, at least have it slowed down enough before he went in there and have a better chance at uh, you know. Well, actually, there's no there. woods around that airport, so I think it's a good idea that he didn't land there. Because oh. right across from the one end of the runway is factories, on the other end of the runway is trailer parks. Oh. And if he would have oh, wow. gone over into the trailer parks, my God, I can only imagine how many fatalities there would have been. How long does it, I mean, what's it, I wonder how long a plane needs to stop, because, I mean. <clears throat> well, it all depends on the plane. That was a big plane. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen big planes come in in St. Kitts, and that's a small airport. And those planes, like, as soon as they land, the brakes are on, and they're slowing down, and they're taxing right off the runway. So at some point, you get to a speed where you can actually maneuver the plane. Maybe he would just would have got it down, landed, nailed the the brakes, whatever, the reverse thrusters or whatever they call that stuff, and then, like, quickly, like, tried to just run it in a circle as soon as he was down to his speed enough where he could get it off the... Well, see, he didn't have reverse thrusters. He had no engines. Oh, that's right. He lost he two just, engines. Oh, he was just coming down. Uh, he was coasting. He would have just been coasting, yeah. So he would have been, like, on the the wheel brakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. All he'd Amazing have is the uh, brakes and the flaps. Hmm. Wow. That is nuts, boy. Amazing, though. Great, amazing story. The way he uh, brought this thing down and just skipped across the water without the plane breaking up. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, you said it skipped three times, like like you would skip a rock, like bloop, bloop. Yeah, it I skipped a couple of times, and on the third time it hit the water is when he stopped. Hmm. I wonder if there's any cell phone footage of uh, of that. Somebody must have, like, seen, well, I guess when something like that happens, not everybody's able to grab their, anybody who's watching anyway, not able to grab their phone in time and get that, but that's yeah, crazy. I haven't seen, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't seen any uh, footage of it just afterward. Phew. All the footage I've seen and things already in the water. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, you want to go around again? Cindy, you got something? You got any, uh, got any others, Raj? Oh, I can rehash some of the uh, ones we did yesterday. Oh, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? You guys want to call it quits for now and uh, and let that be that? Or you got anything interesting we should... Cindy, what do you got? Anything interesting? Armless man caught driving in China. <laughs> A what, man? <laughs> armless armless you know there's actually a case of that down here don't worry about him he's completely armless <laughs> oh, well man. they didn't say if he was harmless or just armless i don't know uh yeah uh chinese police have stopped a car to discover a man with no arms behind the wheel what was he driving with his knees or something uh they were carrying out a routine check in beijing uh, this guy was steering an automatic vehicle with his feet, and he said he had adopted the solution years before after losing his arms in an accident. Hmm. The police spokesman said, The man said he was a very safe driver and felt he was as good as anyone else on the road, despite his disability. How do you get your leg up to put your feet on the steering wheel? I don't know. I've seen people driving around with their foot sticking out the window while they're driving. I'd like oh, to know how that. you do that. I do that. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's dangerous, isn't it? I do it on long trips sometimes when I just need to stretch out. Yeah. Got it on the cruise and need to stretch my leg and just hang oh, out the window. That's dangerous. You could fall asleep if you're on cruise control and getting comfy like that. <laughs> you got to be alert, you know. 
But you know, uh, there's a uh, a guy down here, and uh, he's been caught several times driving, drunk driving too. And, with uh, no arms? He's got no arms. Oh, wow. And like I say, he's been caught on more than one occasion. The guy says, oh, I, I like to drive. It's bad enough he's driving without arms, but he has to have a few cocktails too. Yeah. Well, maybe that's, maybe that's the work drive. up the courage. Who knows? That's it. <laughs> he likes to drive. But what is he like? His nearest foot like this other guy. That's crazy. Uh, I'm not sure of the details. I never did get that, but it, I was just blown away by the fact that this guy's been caught on several occasions driving and he's got no arms. I mean, wow. I mean, I've driven. I've done a couple of things with my knee from time to time. If you're, you know, you got to soda or something or whatever you're doing if you you know you're trying to do something or take your jacket off i've done that before while i was driving you know you can you can hold yourself steady around a corner with your knee on a steering wheel or whatever you can go into a curve with your knee you don't need to have your hands on the wheel like that all the time but but to make to turn like at a traffic light at a at a 90 degree angle that'd be tough or yeah. or, a, or a u-turn or k-turn or something like that how the hell you know, can't see that. You got something you want to rehash, Raj? Anything? Oh, wait, that was you. No. You have another one? Uh, Well, let's see. Well, how about the guy that uh, is getting a divorce and he wants his kidney back? Oh, God. You've I heard, heard about that, that one, right? What a freaking <laughs> loon. Guy donated his kidney to his wife and now the wife divorces him and he wants either his kidney or what was it, $1.5 million? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I hope a judge throws that out. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, move on. Yeah. They've already been in the throes of this divorce for like three years, I hear. Well, something like that, yeah. I but mean, they, I, I mean they're saying it it's also it. illegal to put a price on human body parts. Yeah. So for them to say, okay, you know, the kidney is worth $1.5 million, that's, that in itself is illegal. Well, no, I have a story about that, about putting a price on body parts. Oh, right. let's hear it. it do- doesn't have to do with a kidney, though. Okay. I'm looking for it. Oh. We'll edit out the pause. Yeah, That's I okay. I, well, wasn't go- I wasn't going to tell this one, but... Do you need a minute? Because uh, I got a quick t- science and nature news for 09. All right, go ahead. The bones of the Haast Eagle unearthed in New Zealand. Have you guys heard of the Haast Eagle? Uh, no. Not until the story here, I know. Ah, it's uh, supposedly, uh, not supposedly. It's a, a an extinct uh, bird that, or a bird that went extinct about seven hundred years ago, and uh, I think locals use the bones for certain things, but they have never found the full intact skeleton of this thing. And uh, they found bones of one. These things are supposed they they weigh up to thirty three pounds or something like that, and they That's would take down. Yeah, and they would take down birds bigger than them, like ostriches. And uh, their wings were a little bit shorter than a, than a regular eagle because they Where were more this? for in New Zealand. They have ostriches there. Do they? Well, that was an example given. Maybe they don't have okay. actual ostriches there, but... Uh, an emu. An emu, maybe? Yeah. yeah. That'll work. Um, so the wings are a little bit shorter, though, because they're more used for new maneuverability. Than uh, than soaring, these I mean that, that's a huge bird though. That's oh yeah. That's more than twice the size of I think a regular bird. 
We were talking about this last night. A regular bird would probably be no more than 12 or 13 pounds, right? You'd think? Well, what kind of regular bird you're a talking big, about? I mean, like a big owl like or an, an eagle, eagle, something like that. Yeah. Well, that's a big bird. Yeah. I'm well, not 12 sure or 13 pound ways, yeah. I think I saw a 40 pound crow yesterday. <laughs> that's a big bird. The thing was monstrous, it was fat. Now, Roger, you might know this. Do ravens tend to be bigger than crows? I think so. Okay, this might have been a raven. This thing was massive. I saw it wobbling off the sidewalk to get to some roadkill on my way to work yesterday. And uh, it was it was like twice the size of its pal that was hanging out with him. It was just a monster. I mean, it was <clears throat> and it was roly-poly looking, too. It was just a big, round crow. You wonder how like he his, gets airborne. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to go. I would love to see him try to take off. Not easily. I think I can. I think I can. Just a massive bird. He he must have weighed at least nine or ten pounds. Well, maybe eight or nine pounds. I don't know. How the hell do I know? But I mean, he was just huge. Um, yeah, craziness, craziness. I love big, big stuff like that, though. Big owls, big birds, like a like a condor. You ever hear of an Andean condor? Or even they have California condors that uh, that are big too. 12-foot oh, yeah. wingspan, something crazy like that? Yeah. yeah. This is a massive bird. That is something I got to see in person before I kick it. I mean, that is just awesome. It would be an awesome sight to behold. You know? I love stuff like that. So, Cindy, did you find your article? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if you want to hear it, though. Why not? Uh-oh, why not? Well, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a story from... Bucharest, uh, Romania. A court has ordered a Romanian surgeon to pay uh, $795,000 in compensation to a patient whose penis he accidentally severed during an operation. (laughs) I love the reaction. Uh, Apparently this doctor made a surgical error while operating on the man's testicles, severing the penis instead of making an incision into the testicle. Okay, what was this guy, blind? Well. How do you do that? And how big was his damn scalpel? Well, this is what the court said. The court said that the doctor had been, quote, superficial in his approach to the operation. You think? (laughs) Oh, I got to close my legs. That's an operation you don't want to be going under and you hear, oops. Oh, my was that was that was his name Vlad by any chance? Uh, no. The Impaler. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula over there cutting penises off. Need some blood? Yeah. I wanted to drain his main vein. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> There's more. I wanted to bleed his lizard. No, she didn't mean more for you. She meant more story. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for clarifying that, Raj. Uh, A piece of muscle from the man's arm has now been attached to where the penis was, but its function is aesthetic. So he's limited in erectile function. Uh, Yeah, I think that's what they're saying there. A muscle was attached from his arm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he he didn't like lop the whole thing off by mistake. He just cut into it and made it. Oh, yeah, they use the word accidentally severed. (laughs) 
I remember a, a story, you know, similar uh-huh. where they used a guy's, uh, I think it was his thumb, took his thumb off and used that in place of his penis. It's like, <laughs> Did he leave the nail on? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the details. Or the bone in there, too? <laughs> and And so he's got like a fingerprint on his penis head every time he looks at it. When he's going to pee or something. Oh, my God. That would do some psychological damage for sure. <laughs> I'm pissing out of my thumb. Got to do it. Oh boy. Just the way things are now. I hope he doesn't get arrested and have to uh, get, get fingerprints. <laughs> do you want my... Which thumb do you want? My right or my left? Right. Okay. Zip. Just roll it over this way. Can you lower the pad a little bit? <laughs> so they poke a hole in the tip of the thumb and like just weave the the tube down there to the urethra. I don't know what they all. did. Your and what guess about is the as end? Good as ours. What about the end? I mean, that's like. Oh, I don't know. I oh. guess I should have stuck with the uh, the Vaseline butt print story. Drew's right? going to be having nightmares for weeks now. Yeah, I guess they could. I guess they would have what Vaseline butt print. What's the butt print story? Well, apparently there's this guy that's uh, Vaselining his butt and making butt prints on windows and business windows and schools, and they haven't caught him in over a year. I think we lost Roger. Roger, you there? Hello. Hey, welcome back. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what the heck happened there. It was just like all of a sudden silence. It's like, uh-oh. I know I heard, Ba-doop, and I was like, what happened? Roger's gone. So you think we got some good stuff there, Rog? Yeah. Let's do a quick close-up. That's it for the, uh, the newscast today. We're going to uh, come back next week with some more from the Cosmic Pirate Podcast. Thanks, Cindy and Roger, for hanging out with me this afternoon. Had a good time. As always. Ah, okay. Wow, that was almost in stereo, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. So, uh, everybody, have a great uh, great week, and we'll see you on the flip side on the Cosmic Pirate Podcast. Thanks for talking. Bye.